Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Matthew, it's been a uh, uh, a great uh, end of the year here. We just got through Christmas. We hope everybody had a good uh, holiday celebration. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas. This is uh, just a fun time of the year. It is. It is, and we've got New Year's coming up. Um, I, you know, you probably heard they're uh, limiting. I still think they're going to do the ball drop, but they're mm-hmm. limiting. Normally, there's sixty thousand people in Times Square, and I think they're limiting it to 15,000. Still a lot of people, but yeah, I think that's going to be harder to, to get in this year, and so if you're going up there, get in early, or yeah, just watch it from TV, maybe a little warmer. Yeah, I'll have to admit, the last couple of years, I actually DVR it, and I'll wake up the next morning, mm, okay. you know, I've had a good sleep, you right, know, and right. then I can watch the ball drop in, in about a minute. And um, So, you, you know, know, I don't I don't have cable, so I was thinking, so I'm having some people over this year, and I was thinking about getting last year's on YouTube and just watching that, because it's kind of the same, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same, yeah. same, same yeah, concept. You know, countdown and celebrate, so. Yeah. Well, we'll, see. we'll see. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good time of the year. It's a, it's a chance that people can um, you know, get together with family. Um, you know, it's certainly been a little different this year as well. We still have uh, COVID that's um, spiking up and uh, you know, it's rampant. A lot of colds going around as well. So uh, just be careful. Take care of yourself. Um, but we have a great, uh, great show lined up today. Um, we're going to be talking about the six financial goals for 2022 and a couple of really good items in here, some things we've talked about before, but a couple of good uh, things that will, you know, you need to think about in your own situation, something that you can do for you and your family, and maybe even your kids mm-hmm. or your grandkids as well. Yeah. And another article, which, you know, personally, I've, I've heard this from friends is, you know, getting through the holiday season through Christmas, um, spending, overspending. Yep. Uh, so this article is, do you think you have a spending problem? And if you do, um, how do you fix that? What do you do about that practically? It's a really good article. I will be coming up at the end end of the show. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, by the way, I'm John Travis. I am a uh, uh, Dave Ramsey certified counselor. Also have an MBA in finance, and I've been helping corporations in planning for over 29 years. And I'm Matthew Travis. I'm also a financial advisor here at the firm with a certified financial planner designation. Yeah, we're glad to have you listening to us today. We're up every Friday morning. You can check us out. Go to our website, moneymd.net. Um, you can listen to us, uh, you know, certainly on iTunes. Um, you can get us at any point. We have all the podcasts out there, a lot of really good history uh, of some of the shows. If you go back during the pandemic of 2020 and checking that out and, and kind of see what we were talking about. And it's amazing. Uh, we're coming up on two years on this. It's, uh, it's been a very long journey for a lot of folks. A lot of folks have been impacted uh, severely by this. And uh, our website, moneymd.net, we have a lot of good um, articles out there, a lot of good some college information, some tools that you can check out. Also have a Facebook page, uh, MoneyMD, to check out. We have a prescription of the week every week out there, so go take a look at that. And we're going to start off today's uh, show with the financial fact of the week. And Matthew, we had um, Gerilyn De Laurentiis on. She's a local realtor uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about real estate. And this financial fact has to do with real estate, and it's just an amazing Fact and so for the past twelve months, ending um, back in actually June, um, U.S. home sales were on the market for a medium period of just seven days before going under contract, wow. and that's the shortest period recorded nationwide um, since the date has been tracked um, back in 1989. That's uh, more than three decades, and it's amazing. I was driving into uh, to work today, actually going through Graniteville, and it is amazing how many houses. Mm 
have been are being built right. in in the uh, CSRA. It's just nonstop, and the demand is uh, is driving that. Yeah, and we've we've had a lot of clients um, that have told us the same thing. They've had you know they put a price on their home that they're selling, and they have actually sold it for more than what they're selling it for in less than a week. So we've seen this firsthand that. It's just an incredible market that we've experienced in the last year and a half with housing. Um, you know, due to pent-up demand and inflation and you know, different things have, have affected it, but it's just been an incredible time period for real estate for sure. Yeah, it certainly has. certainly has. So that's Financial Fact of the Week, and we're going to switch gears here to uh, talking about six financial goals you should shoot for in 2022. And, and, and Matthew, this comes from the uh, Seattle Times, um, a recent article uh, a couple days ago, and you know, if New Year's resolutions were called what they really are, and it's really self-improvement um, type activities, no one would probably ever make them. But mm. uh, this time of year, people like to say, hey, this is what I'm going to start out the new year with. The problem is, is that most of these promises for personal change never get accomplished. And you know, typically resolutions are forgotten by the time February rolls around. Mm-hmm. Um, self-improvement, however, really is an ongoing, lifelong type process. So you know, there's always room for personal growth or, or for doing something better. Um, and that can start by doing resolutions, um, you know, one better by setting goals instead. So this year, given the circumstances of where we are with the pandemic and the stock market of the last few years, some of the goals around finances are particularly important. That's what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, and we all know the, the age-old, you know, I want to lose weight for this year. Um, and it's hard. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, by February really don't. But yeah, these are some good uh, financial um, resolutions or habits. Uh, but to, before we start, just kind of distinguishing between resolutions and goals. Resolutions typically fail at the first misstep. You would think people would brag about achieving their resolutions, but most people fall short so fast that they can't muster the resolve to make real improvement until the same subject comes up a year later. With goals, the idea is to make progress. Uh, while there are steps you'd like to take, a, step back doesn't, a setback doesn't necessarily ruin that goal because it's more about the progress, mm-hmm. more so than perfection, if you will. Yeah, so as an example, you know, if you, your resolve is to stop using credit cards, but you fall short by you know, picking up some takeout food in mid-January, then your willpower is gone. But by comparison, if your goal is to reduce your credit card debt by half, over the course of a year, um, you know, that takeout meal is a setback, but it's something that can be overcome. And if you you can trim the debt significantly by the end of the year, you're going to be much better off than, than failing at an all or nothing type proposition. So this year, you know, there definitely are some financial chores that most investors and savers uh, should consider, um, you know, fallout from the stock market that has been uh, better really than, than anyone imagined coming out of the pandemic. But there's also dealing with realities of rising inflation, um, you know, uncertainty about the future as well. So we're going to cover a couple of those in a minute. Yeah, and most, you know, um, most of these resolutions should be positive. They should be helpful. So they should they should excite you to think about uh, these goals, these resolutions, and they're important. And you really can't achieve them um, if you set to um, the goals that you have and you make some very intentional progress along the way. So again, even if you don't hit these targets, um, they can be very beneficial for you and your family. So we'll start with rebalancing. Yeah, the rebalancing your investment portfolio. This is a, a very transactional type goal and uh, very important. Um, sometimes it can be hard to implement this. Uh, we actually do rebalancing uh, for our clients on a quarterly basis. We, we look to make adjustments uh, quarterly. And, and so basically what rebalancing is, is it resets portfolios back to planned allocations um, by, 
by uh, culling successes and reinvesting those proceeds in the laggards. And uh, that makes it gut-wrenching sometimes because, you know, most people want to let their winners ride. So if you look at a portfolio that was split 50% between stocks and 50% between bonds, uh, there's been a wide disparity of, of um, returns. I mean, the stock portion, just looking at the S&P 500, has gained uh, you know, solid double digits annualized over the last three years, and the bond side of it has made up less than about 5% annually. So wow. you know, the, the stocks now would represent about 80% of the portfolio and where bonds would comprise the other 20%. So if your goal was to have 50-50 and now you're at 80-20, um, you need to do some rebalancing. And so we recommend rebalancing, um, you know, at least annually. Um, you know, there's also some other ways to do it, but take a look at it now. It's a good activity to do as you go into the new year. That's right. Another one is to reduce your debts. Interest rates are on their way up in 2022. Uh, sadly, that's not much help for savers as financial institutions will likely pocket most of the increases themselves. Borrowers, however, can expect uh, those same lenders to extract every possible penny um, you know, from, from the interest rates that they're offering. Rates on credit cards are trending slightly higher already, but the big push is coming for them to increase even more. Uh, for years, investors and savers were paying so little on their borrowings uh, that using debt as a tool made sense because it could goose returns. Uh, that falls apart when rates rise, exactly the conditions that we're expecting for this next year. Yeah, and also having debt is just you know increases risk even if rates right. are, are low. Right. So we recommend trying to trying to pare that down as much as you can. So that's a really good one. Uh, the number three here on the list for your 2022 goals is make sure your healthcare directives, your wills, and your estate planning is up to date. I mean, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that our health can change on a moment's notice. So you know, don't leave your family in a lurch. Don't create problems for them. Um, that will only c- come up when your loved ones are going through a very tough time. So make sure your papers are current, you know, up to date and appropriate for your current and, and future situations. So, you know, what worked well maybe a decade ago may not be a good fit anymore. And it really should be an annual conversation, you know, going into to 2022 with, with your, your family or your loved ones. Um, and we believe in, in sharing and discussing some of this with um, extended family. You got to be careful with that. But, uh, you know, talking about these, in our opinion, is better than not because we see a lot of issues when it's not discussed. So make sure your your uh, estate plan is up to date. Yeah. And just to kind of brag on you a little bit, you know, you and mom have done this with Danielle and I. And, you know, it was, it was very beneficial. It was maybe a little uncomfortable at first. But, you know, now that we've had more of these conversations, it is getting easier and it's also it frees me up to then ask questions to yeah. ask hey how would you how would you want us to do this if something were to happen to you guys what would you want um, so again just serving your family well and having these conversations is is good uh, the next one is to rebuild um, or just to examine your emergency fund there's never a bad time to build an emergency savings only bad times uh, to suffer a crisis so you know it's really only if you don't have an emergency fund that you recognize hey we don't have an emergency fund that's not good. Um, but the pandemic has taught us that while things may be looking good, uh, things can come out of right field with no, um, with no warning, really. Um, so, you know, really the, the important concept with this is to determine what you need in an emergency fund. Typically, we say three to six months. Uh, and then to build that in cash and to have that in a savings account, not have that in the markets or have that, you know, in something that could lose money, but very safe, very secure, very liquid 
you can access at any time. So examine your emergency fund. Yeah, that's a great one. And and uh, number five here is to reduce financial stress. And that's kind of a broad goal. Some of the things we're talking about, having an emergency fund will reduce financial stress. So, you know, we do see financial pressures have intensified during the pandemic, even for people who have you know benefited from a strong market and economy. So identify what stresses you out. You know, if you need to save more, reduce bills, maybe eliminate debts, um, you improve your credit score, ensure your health, um, you know, set some targets that, that will help you reduce your financial stress. And I will say that, um, you know, the retirement plan that we spend a lot of time on with folks is a, is a great stress reducer because it kind of puts in perspective, if you're doing some steps today, it can pay off and benefit you in the future. Mm-hmm. And if you know that you're doing those steps, it can relieve some of the stresses of day to day from a spending standpoint. Yeah, and this last one is to take care of yourself. The better your health, state of mind, and finances, the healthier you will be for yourself and your family. The pandemic made it easy to neglect ourselves in many ways. Uh, find ways to reverse that trend, to indulge, to invest, to celebrate yourselves and your effort, your family, and what you guys have been through and, and the accomplishments you've made in this past year, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. It's important to remember um, that we need ourselves to be in a healthy mindset in order to help others get to a better place themselves. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, it, this is not a self-help of, you know, self-optimization, do only what's good for you and not good for others. But it is, and this is a cheesy uh, understanding, but it's the, you know, the airplane mask comes down. You need to put your oxygen mask on first yeah. so you're able to help others. So yeah. Yeah, get to a healthy place yourself and then you're able to better help others and serve others. Yeah, very good. Uh, good good article from the Seattle Times. So, uh Good discussion going into 2022. We got some things for folks to work on out there, and we're going to switch over here to the uh, question of the week. Yeah, and this is a good question. Um, pretty simple, but we do get this a lot, um, especially for younger people and people, yeah, in any stage of life that are just starting out. But what do you recommend for learning more about finances? Yeah, and you know, this is uh, a really good resource is the Dave Ramsey Network, the Financial Peace University that he offers. Uh, this is a class that pretty much, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is almost all online. I know they have some in-person yeah. classes, but man, a lot of them are, are virtual online. So you can access it at any time, uh, self-paced. You can do it with a group as well, but this is going to provide the foundation. And also, um, you can have a PhD in finance is what Dave says, but you're going to come out of this with, ex- you're going to come out of this with confidence and knowledge to be able to say, Hey, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. What do I need to do to get to that step? And you will, you will know better what that looks like coming out of this class. Yeah, I would say if you're struggling listening to us out there with finances um, and you've never taken the financial piece, you need to go sign up for that. It is a life-changing class. And if you have kids uh, or grandkids, um, consider buying them a membership. I think it's a year, year-long year membership. You have access to the materials. Um, so you know, make sure that you, uh, you check that out. There's a lot of good information on there, and um, you know, it'll, it'll benefit you and your family. Yeah, and one other thing, if you are you know, blessed to have understood this and been walking down this path, consider teaching an FPU class. Yeah, that point. could be another way to serve people and love people well is to teach this and to help other people uh, with their finances because it can be very stressful to not, to not know what to do. Yep, very good question of the week, and we're going to switch gears here to um, – talking about, uh, do you have a spending problem? And, (laughs) you know, we we see this, we can look at someone's situation and um, Matthew and I have, uh, you know, when we look at the income relative to maybe debt levels or, um, you know, savings levels, we can, we can spot it pretty quickly, but there's some other signs as well. Yeah. And this article is from CNBC and this is a very recent article, but um, you know, as the year comes to a close, many Americans may be looking at getting serious about their personal finances. Maybe that's you, maybe that's who you're 
why you're on this part uh, podcast or why you're listening to us, but uh, you may not even know if you have a spending problem or how you can get back on track if you do. Uh, the last few months of the year have made it difficult to stick to a budget for many people. Um, and, you know, we've had just more opportunities to spend with COVID relaxing and more shopping and more travel. Um, so really understanding, hey, do I have a problem and what do I need to do about it is is a really important question. And that's what this article I will be discussing. Yeah. So one of the signs, which is you know pretty evident, is if you're piling up debt. I mean, that's that's an early sign that you have a spending problem. You're spending more than what you're making. Um, you know, especially if it's on high interest credit cards. This is especially concerning if you suddenly find that you can't make a payment at the end of the month, uh, and you you know you need to reduce the amount that you owe. You can't even pay the minimum amount. So it may have been the the case over the pandemic that bills were low um, as we we're not able to spend. Uh, as much in the past, but now that things are you know somewhat back to normal, um, you may see that spending has increased on your credit card. So it's important to understand you know your monthly expenses, um, both fixed um, and variable as well. And and there's a there's a really good spreadsheet that um, Matthew and I use sometimes with clients, and it's um, breaks out your spending between discretionary mm-hmm. and non-discretionary. Yeah. So non-discretionary is you know like groceries and utilities and mortgage payments. That's right. <clears throat> so make sure you understand, you know, the differences between those two. Yeah, the second one is your credit score suddenly drops. So this could be a sign that you are having a spending problem. Um, with more opportunities to spend now uh, after the pandemic, uh, if you have racked up a lot of debt with, um, with you know, shopping, with clothes, with um, TVs, then you may have um, gone over your credit utilization, the limit that they've set. As you do that, um, it could decrease your credit score. If all of a sudden you've you know now put all these expenses on there, um, you know yeah, don't be surprised if your credit score does decrease. While credit score can help with purchasing and renting, you know we would encourage people who are not able to control their spending to actually get rid of credit cards altogether. That way, there's no temptation to overspend because yeah. a debit card, it's just what's there. You can't overspend with with a debit card. So yeah, your your credit score can give you an inclination into that though. Yeah. Number, th- number three here on the list is, um, uh, you know, spending problem is, is you're letting your emotions guide your spending. And, you know, after a year of not doing many things that we, we normally do and like to do, it can be tempting to let your emotions take over and spend without limits. And, and this can be especially difficult amid, amidst a, uh, uneven recovery where the pandemic was beneficial or net neutral for some folks, but very damaging for others. And you see some people get into trouble, around this because you're using spending as a way to be accepted and to, to keep up. Um, so when you stop thinking about this and you become unconscious about the spending, um, it's going to be more likely that you make mistakes that you regret. So, you know, that's where this budget um, really helps. If you can can budget, you know, kind of a high level even of what you can and what you can't spend, um, when you do spend on something, as long as it's within that, that realm, then you're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And the budget gives you that freedom to spend, right? You, you set it aside and on the front end, you say, hey, we have this area to spend on eating out. We really enjoy eating out. Let's go ahead and do that. So that budget does give you that flexibility. But one of the things the article says is if you've tried to budget or curb spending, but are having trouble, that could be a sign that you, um, yeah, you may have a problem with spending and may need to be addressed. Of course, some things post pandemic will cost more due to inflation and overloaded supply chains. If your spending is boosted as a result of this, it might be undesirable, but isn't necessarily a problem. On the flip side, if your spending has become uncontrollable, then that's a red flag. 
<clears throat> if you've tried to budget using a system or a product that just isn't working for you, that's also a problem for concern, a cause for concern. You, we really should use tools um, that work effectively for us. And that's going to look different for everyone. I know for me, it's an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. um, but some people, um, good friends of mine, they say that is not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. And it, they, use, um, they use Mint. I believe they yeah. use Mint. Uh, Every dollar is another good budgeting app. So finding something that's working for you, but not using the excuse of, well, there's nothing out there. I just don't need a budget. I'm just going to spend more and more. That, that's not the answer. That's not good. Um, so finding something that, that works um, for you and your family is is a good answer. Yeah, I think the budgeting tool that, you know, so having an app, uh, Every Dollar, Dave Ramsey does a great job with that app. Uh, Mint.com um, is another good place. YNAB is another one. YNAB, uh, You Need a Budget. Um, yeah, that's right. Had some folks that really enjoy that. So so take a look at some of those apps out there. Um, you know, the, the, the spending actually shows up automatically on there and you can, you can bounce it up against a budget. So it's something that's immediate feedback. Right. Right. That's what it boils down to. So, so the, the so solution, um, is, uh, is, you know, mindful spending, thinking about it and, um, you know, financial, uh, experts like ourselves recommend getting, you know, well acquainted with the details of where your money's going and you have to do that through a budget and, um, you have to think about money. Um, that means, you know, looking at the spending, for a few months in a row, set some some time aside and and look at your bank account, look at your credit card statements, and really see where the money's going, and then assess what what you feel good about and what you're not so happy about. And uh, this could be include comparing expenses to a pre-pandemic budget. Um, you know, looking at shifting in, in the spending, and then making some corrections as well. And and really, if you're if you can um, uh, put your your priorities on auto pay. Like, um, you know, you get your emergency fund in place, pay off your debts, and then you start paying yourself for retirement. It's going to make it easier, um, an easier process because you are being mindful at that point. Yeah, that's right. And if you are still having trouble with spending or feel that it might be tied to emotions you're struggling to control, seeking help um, from a therapist or a financial therapist or a counselor or just someone you trust in your life um, could help to control or get those issues back in line. Uh, you can also do certain exercises such as checking in um, with your emotions before making any purchase. Everything we do has an emotional component. And if we don't know what those are, we're kind of operating at a loss. We're stuck. So understanding our emotions in this process is is very good. So yeah, just asking yourself, hey, why do I want to purchase this? What what am I seeking in this? Is it something that I could get without purchasing it? Is it something that I could get through relationships or through activities versus purchasing this item can be very helpful. So yeah, that's just addressing the emotional side. But that's the last point on this article is just to consider, you know, where you are and where you want to be um, really going forward. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so, um, so 2022, you know, we just talked about uh, New Year's resolutions and, and goals and so forth. I'll tell you one, one I have, and I actually shared it with, um, as we sat around the family table over Christmas is, um, you know, reading books. I'm not a big uh, book reader. I read a lot of journals, um, financial articles every day. I'm, I'm reading stuff because I really enjoy it and I don't want to be knowledgeable in this area. Um, but I, I recently, I used to work for General Electric many years ago, and there was a book um, called um, Lights Out, and it was about the, the General Electric story. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was fascinating because I worked at that um, corporation for a number of years, and I recognized a lot of the names, but um, I listened to it through audiobooks. Oh, wow. So in the car, uh, to and from work, I would listen to it. And um, so my goal is, and this isn't a, a huge goal, um, but it's big for me, is, is to listen to four audiobooks during the year. Nice. Um, and different topics. Um, I'm looking at John Piper is one of them. Mm. I'm trying to find one 
in that area. But uh, so that's my goal. Um, one of my goals that's that I've kind of uh, landed on. Yeah, and that's kind of a softer goal, right? We didn't really talk about that, but it doesn't all all have to be financial or you know physical. It sure. can be. It can be. Yeah, just reading. One goal for me, I'll just share with you is is to have people over. Is to be more hospitable. Honestly, I want to open up my home and, and to have people in and to play games and to um, have have food. I think that is a great way just relationally to stay invested in our very isolated and individualistic society is just to just to have people over. But yeah, you know, we didn't discuss that really, but, you know, just personally setting these these goals um, that doesn't have to be quantitative. It can be qualitative as well as yeah. is, is good. And I think the goals, we, I mean, the first segment was six, you know, financial goals, and that should be one of the, you know, areas that you should look at. But like you said, you know, spiritual goals, personal goals, um, you know, uh, uh, relationship goals, things like that. So, uh, you know, would would recommend you spend some time during this downtime, and um, we'll uh, uh, you know think about what you want to do for 2022 in a lot of different areas. Yeah, so that's good. All right, well, that's we're going to close up shop here with the uh, prescription of the week. Yeah, and this is this is a good one. Um, it's learn to ask good questions. Uh, you can learn much more by asking a question than by stating a command. This can serve people really well and can lend to deeper relationships. John Dewey was a philosopher in the 1800s. Um, and he said, people never think until they are faced with a problem and questions make people think. So great example is, you know, thinking about the budget for next year, instead of telling your spouse, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Ask them, Hey, what do we want to do? What, mm-hmm. what does that look like for us to ideally live comfortably and then to match, Hey, this is the income we have. How do we want to spend this? What do we want to do with these funds? And you can have discussions of, Hey, I disagree with you. That's okay. But again, just beginning with a question versus beginning with a statement tends to be better. And I'm sure experience can prove that in, in our lives. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the the tools that the the Financial Peace University class teaches you, the Dave Ramsey class, is to talk about these kind of things and, and uh, it'd be more of a discussion um, versus uh, one person saying, hey, this is the way we're going to do it. So yeah, that's right. Good, good prescription of the week. So this has been this week's edition of Money MD. So tune in next week on moneymd.net to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check out our website, moneymd.net. Send us your questions or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the week and Happy New Year. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 